Yeah. Thanks for coming on my podcast. That's not a podcast. It's always fun. Yeah. Kanpai. Kanpai. Yanpai. Yanpai, exactly. For context, we went to a cat bar, and that's what they, that's how they cheers. I just replaced yeah, but it's it's, it's great to be in Japan. We got this great house. Uh, well, this is B and B. It's not your house. The nice tub behind. I haven't get got to see your home yet, but you're moving to Korea soon. It's got boxes and stuff all over the place. It's not the best time to visit. You can see it if you want, though. <laughs> so when did you move to Japan again? 2005. And when were you wiped off of everything? Right before we started recording, you said you were banned on Instagram too, and it's like you didn't even yeah. You didn't even do well, I was wiped off of stuff before a lot of these things existed. So. I got banned on Google Video, America Online. Do you know what AOL is? That's, yeah, it was it's like boring. early internet. <laughs> it was the internet. <laughs> I got banned off of that. I got kicked off of YouTube for the first time, 2008. And I don't know if Instagram existed back then. I don't know. No, it was like 2012. Yeah. So. Was that YouTube pre-Google days or was that, was that regular YouTube you got banned on? It was... As soon as they sold it to Google, I made it like a year and a half and got banned. As soon as I was noticeable, I got banned. And then I got banned on YouTube many times and Facebook and I got Vimeo kicked me off and took $6,000 from me that I had made in sales and they wouldn't give them to me. Been kicked off uh, PayPal, all the payment processors. You, you brought a map here specifically, and I think I, I there's, a, there's a reason I want this podcast. We could probably talk about those, those reasons to why you got wiped and, and why certain people always get wiped. Well, yeah, I'm not the only one getting wiped. That was one of the first people to get mass wiped. But if you're accurate, we always say you get flack when you're over the target. So they did not like my September 11th work, but there's lots of September 11th stuff on YouTube. And I've seen it all. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, but it's all forever. crap. It's like goofy stuff. Airplane denial and whatever. And same with Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I do have my Twitter back since Elon. It took, I got it back in the middle on my kid's birthday. Oh, that's good. Yeah, middle of January. Can you, um, can you bring over that map? So last time we talked about 9-11 and... Basically explain who was behind it, what really went down. Uh, but here, I've wanted to see this for a long time. All the times that we've uh, collabed remote, <laughs> you show that can you can turn. This, it. this one's beat up, but so this is the Epstein map, and there's one that always goes around. Just it's kind of similar to 9/11 because you'll see like the list of all these celebrities who supposedly went on Epstein's island. Oh yeah, and it's, it's that's all a psyop. It's, it's, it's just like the 9/11 well, conspiracies. They just there's two lie. that are going around. One's just QAnon nonsense. And another one, what they did is they took Lynn Maxwell's black book with all the addresses and names, yeah. and they just copied it over into a list and said, this is the client list. But that's not the list? No. So is this the, the client list? That is the, no, that's not even the whole thing. That's just the worst ones. Okay, these are the I could have brought you that if you asked. I got that all in a notebook. <laughs> how, many, how many people are on that list? 167. And how did, how did you find out about all this? I met an Epstein victim um, in the early 2000s, but it was such a weird story that I had a hard time believing her. I thought, okay, I'll dig into this. I knew about Les Wexner already. I, I knew about the Steinhardt family. I knew what the mega group was because I'm always studying Zionists. And so I thought, well, it's plausible they could have a blackmail ring. 
because <clears throat> I always tell people, you don't blackmail the poor. You bribe the poor, you blackmail the rich. You can't bribe the rich. Too expensive. But they got everything to lose, so blackmail goes a long way. Pretty hard to blackmail a street thug. But so you have nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah, you give them money, they'll do whatever you want. So and you blackmail them, you compromise them on camera with... They film everything. And yeah. we went over this. I don't, we don't need to talk about it again, but you, you've actually... What is crazy that you've seen all this stuff. Like, you, you watch and you... I've seen enough of it, yeah. Horrifying. Where are you getting all the research about 9-11 um, about and all your geopolitical knowledge and all that? How, where are you finding all this information? Because I don't even think I can call you a conspiracy theorist. It's just everything you say... From what I can understand, just is all you you're able to. Usually, when people debate me, they'd be like, "Source, source." And I'm like, I don't know. I heard. Just call me up. The uh, well, the thing is, everything you say is the word conspiracy has a bad name because of the weirdos that say Elvis is still alive and the world is flat or whatever. But like Iran Contra was a conspiracy. People got convicted of conspiracy. That is an official charge in the law. You can conspire. Mafia gets charged with conspiracy. Is white collar crimes you get charged with conspiracy? Conspiracies happen. The thing is, they try and conflate that with the most ridiculous conspiracies they can find. So that's why the word is a bad term. That's why I don't call myself a nine eleven truther. I made a group called nine eleven truth for grown ups because some of the stuff that's out there is just so nonsensical, and there's a lot of um, BS about Epstein too, like the fake client list, and there's also the um, story that he's still alive and fled Israel and tunnels under the uh, his different properties. Who do you think killed him? Oh, that. So here's a clue as to who would kill him. Who controls the prison system in New York of those people on that map? Who's that? Hillary? <laughs> the Clintons. Yeah. So the, on this list, there's a lot of crazy names. You, there's the ADL, there's Hollywood, Mossad is connected to it. Mm -hmm. um, Iran-Contra cleanup. And yeah, some of the people that were involved in that in the 80s are older people now, but they were tied to his financial backbone. I feel like I shouldn't even be able to see this list. I shouldn't be able... Like, this, <laughs> this seems wrong looking at it. Did you, did you take a look? Yeah. Oh, we got uh, Preston behind the camera, by the way. There's know. over a dozen billionaires on that map. A dozen billionaires? And that should make you kind of shake, like, whoa, that's a lot of power. Because that's the donor class. That's what really runs society. When people talk about Illuminati and all this stuff, I'm like, it's way more simple than that. Federal it's Reserve. Rich business Chase Bank. Yeah, the Federal Reserve in New York helped him with a scandal that he was... He made this company called Liquid Funding in Bear Stearns, Ireland to move money around, toxic assets in the Caribbean. And yeah, a lot of uh, <coughs> that and that, that scandal. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm seeing a lot of that on, on this list too. A lot of, a lot of bankers um, and financial institutions. You can see like the, both the Dubins are billionaires. There's the Dubins. Um, Jess Staley used to visit Epstein properties when he wasn't even there. He could just pull up with his yacht to Pedophile Island and have at it. He'd go visit them in Palm Beach. Uh, he was there with, so were Microsoft employees. Nathan Mervold was there. He was Bill Gates' right-hand man. They raped a lot of kids. But Staley was, would, I got his emails, because this is very recent. There's a 
ball suit against JP Morgan for being a conduit to pay off a lot of the girls to shut up. So you can see all these like $20,000 transactions. You know, it's millions of dollars when you add it up. And he would help facilitate that. <clears throat> well, because of this lawsuit, we have some of the emails between Staley and Epstein. A lot of it's redacted, um, but enough of it isn't. They used to refer to the girls, uh, they would nickname them after Disney princesses. And so he'd be like, how'd you like Snow White? What would you like next? And he's like, oh, Beauty and the Beast. He goes, well, one half of that can be provided. Uh -huh. mm. Disgusting. What made you start looking into all this in the first place? I think a lot of people and everybody watching, um, they like the collabs that we've done because I talk a lot about these, I, but I don't know the sources. And, and, and I think a lot of people now are starting to wake up. I don't know if you can agree like that. I, I thought more people were going to wake up um, sooner, but it seems like post-COVID, there's yeah, a lot more people. I agree with that. I think COVID got a lot of people that used to just poo-poo on conspiracy to sort of say, wait a second. You absolutely can lie to everybody. You absolutely do have conformity in the media. You can see it today. I don't know if you heard about this shooting in America today in Nashville. Yeah. There's some guy. Person. Yeah. I just say guy. Uh, that pretends to be a woman that shot three children. Three Did you misgender? Huh? You just misgendered a serial killer. It's a man that pretends to be a woman. That's accurate. Yeah, that, but on NBC, CNN, etc., it just says... The shooter, a shooter, or it said, uh, or his name, Audrey Hale or whatever, yeah. shot these many people. A student of the Christian school wouldn't say he or she through the whole thing. Wouldn't gender the guy. And, that, and it's like, if that's what's important to you, this motherfucker just shot just six people. people. And you're worried about the, the blow black on the trans community. And I think, well, if you didn't have collectivist thinking the way the left does, you would just say that person shot people. You can't blame it on a category. That category, though, is a bunch of mentally ill people. So I think that's, that's an exception. There might be a relation there. Do you think that transgenderism is a mental illness? Well, you can't take a whole bunch of hormone pills and stay sane. Um, right? It's yeah. not like... It, you're not supposed to have that much estrogen or testosterone, depending on what direction you're going, right? Mm. So your body might not handle it properly. What, do you, what did you notice about this list that people don't... What, what, is this, what, what does this mean? Like you, you have all the people, all the clients. Um, what, what, do you, what should the average person do with this information? Well... The guy that put pressure on now is Jess Daly. So a lot of these people have been arrested since they made this map. He got jailed and is dead. He's dead. She's in jail. He's dead. He's in hot water. Uh, he had to resign. He had to step down from his position and start selling off assets. So there is pressure put on these people. Um, he's dead. Let's see. Like most of them you notice don't go to jail to stay to jail. They just die suddenly. They have a They get vaccinated. They yeah, they have a coincidence and then <laughs> they disappear. But having this in the light, like no one knew who Glenn Dubin was. Now they do. Like the research people do. He can't show his face anywhere. And so if we can't jail them, we can at least shame them and be detrimental. Like no one should ever buy Victoria's Secret boycott every Les Wexner product. 
You know who That's the owner, uh, CEO of Victoria's Secret? He's the owner of all of the LL brands, the whole thing, which includes Victoria's Secret. Don't How was that not known more? Uh, well, I'm now they know because I'm on your show saying it. So, <laughs> but like, don't buy Victoria's Secret. There's a lot of equivalent lingerie or whatever. Uh, and so, whatever these they're doing, if they have products that you can boycott, and you see the asshole's face on here, don't buy from them. Right? Who else is on here that I might not know? I see Bill Gates. I see Bill Gates has been proven to go on. He had seventy-three dinners or something without seeing. He stayed late in the night with uh, the Dubin's daughter. Who was 16 at the time. I I'd, I'd saw where the mail was and what year it was. She would have been 16. He says, uh, oh, I ended up staying late at night with a very attractive woman and her daughter. <laughs> Bill Gates used to keep two cars uh, at work so his wife wouldn't know where he was going. They would just get in another car and leave, but it looked like his car was still there, all the employees would say. <laughs> it's pretty funny that um, I saw this, this graphic on Twitter. It's like uh, the average man's wife is a, is a normal looking woman and then you start making half a million to a million dollars and then she has like big tits and she's kind of like a lot of attitude then you get to multi-millionaire she's beautiful and then you get to multi-billionaire and she looks like a frog yeah. you know it just go why because multi-billionaires marry financial partners and just have the women they're interested in as not their wife who else? Who else is on here? But I'll, well, the Clintons. Me. Everyone knows the Clintons. Yeah. Andrew, Prince, the Prince. Um, why? Why do you think that's not enough to completely destroy? You said the Dubas are shamed, but how come the Clintons like and, and well, Gates, nothing seems have... to matter to them, right? They've had people killed. I mean, they've <laughs> Hillary Clinton was in the State Department when we invaded Libya and made slavery great again. She yeah. should not be able to show her face. But that doesn't matter to people. Like all the money these people stole doesn't seem to register. The only thing they care about, there's only two things the public cares about. Racism or raping kids. Like, well, if you're a pedophile, all right, that's bad. If you're racist, that's bad. But stealing billions of dollars, starving people, starting wars, you know, ripping people off, that doesn't seem to matter to the public very much. Why? And they're involved in human trafficking, um, especially this lower side. Dershowitz has defended several serial rapists. I see Roman Polanski, the famous director. Yeah, he raped a 13-year-old boy. Is that known? Yeah. Was he convicted for that? He fled to France. France accepts? They didn't extradite him. And his lawyer was a, got an award from the ADL. So did Barry Kirscher. Barry Kirscher was Epstein's lawyer. They got him the sweetheart deal. So Epstein got in trouble in 2008. And... He was supposed to go to jail, and he did, but only sort of because seven days a week, he, uh, six of seven days a week, he'd be on work leave. So he'd just basically sleep in jail on Sunday all day. How do you get work leave? <laughs> because of Barry Kircher. Made a deal. Because he's a, he was a front man for the Israeli Mossad, and they basically stepped in and be like, nope. The Americans said, well, we have to do a little bit, right? So he's in prison. The thing is, most people did not know that he had a sweetheart deal in that arrangement until 2019 when he got arrested for the second time. Then that started coming out. Because Acosta, who was a work for Trump, said, I was told to back off that he's intelligence. Well, it wasn't the CIA spying on itself. It's the Mossad. And it was very clear which intelligence agency he was working for. Look at all those names. What do they have in common? Plus, his madam, his madam, 
Maxwell's father worked for Israeli intelligence, as known. He helped put Mordecai Vanunu in prison, who was the whistleblower on Israel's illegal nuclear weapons program, which you've seen in New Mech. Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, Steve Hoffenberg? Steve Hoffenberg worked at Tower Financial with Jeffrey Epstein, and they had uh, several different Ponzi schemes together, and Hoffenberg went to jail. Epstein didn't. And Hoffenberg got out and really threw Epstein under the bus, but he died last year. Uh, Coincidentally? No, nah, he was... I mean, older. I think that was his natural death. He was older, but... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know. He was one in his mouth, so... And Kevin Spacey, he was... It's confirmed that he was there? Kevin Spacey, yeah, he'd fly with him on um, trips to Africa and thing. But Kevin Spacey, separate from Epstein, has already been kiddity-fiddling. Yeah. Yeah, so... He gets to be there anyway. Separate from there. What I kept seeing pictures of, of Trump. Um, apparently he was on, is he not in, included? They actually hate each other. So there are, there's like always this video. Look, Trump's talking to Epstein at this that party. Was right. Yeah, he didn't know all his backstory yeah. at that point. But so Trump owns mar Largo right now. There was a property adjacent to his property that he wanted to buy. And so, and Wexner also wanted to buy it, like through Epstein, right? And Trump's, uh, I think it was the Hyatt Hotels, he had stocks in or something. And then his show, The Apprentice, really took off. He got money unexpectedly and outbid Wexner and got the property, which Trump really wanted because he could just ex extend his pro Mar Largo property, right? And they were livid over that. And uh, also, Trump's son in law. You know, who's also a piece of shit, but he's in the Kushner family. It's Charles yeah. Kushner's son, Jared, married Trump's daughter. Yeah. The Kushner family is in real estate. Epstein's brother, Mark, is right? it? In, yeah, billionaires, is also in real estate. And so there, you've got family competition in New York, and you had and you had a competition down in Florida. Uh, so they're always button heads. And Trump is very much Netanyahu team. Epstein had uh, Ehud Barak on his, that's the former prime minister of Israel, different party though. So it's like left versus right wing Zionist. Um, although there really aren't any right wing, it's left versus further left, I would say. But yeah, they're, so they're always button heads. Uh, Trump had it, he's a gangster. He used to work with Bob Booty, the Gambino family, Giovesi family, all, all the classic crime families in New York. You kind of have to if you're doing real estate. In New York. It was funny though, when Nick and Ye had dinner with him, they said that uh, Trump was very mob-like, like mafia-like, and he gets he had this reputation for a while. I think he's kind of like shed that off of being like this trust fund baby rich kid. Yeah, he got like some money from his dad, but I think that world in New York kind of makes you have to you deal with these people on a regular it's a, basis. Everyone like does real business in New York knows how it is. You yeah. got grease and palms. Like they said that Trump got up, like they're all sitting like this, and then Trump like gets up like that. Slams his arms on the table and it's like he's really like a huge apparently like really imposing figure. He's like, like yeah, you yeah. can't run, you're never gonna win. <laughs> he was uh, WWE. See, Trump financed WrestleMania four and five, but he also had him at Atlantic City, which he owns. So Vince McMahon's WrestleMania is like we're gonna bring this to Atlantic City. He had it two years in a row there. You can see him in the front row with Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. I think was the final match. And Trump's there, and next to Trump is a prominent mobster. Trump also worked with Tony Solano to build Trump Tower. 
you might know Salerno. That's what the soprano, Tony Soprano, mm -hmm. that's Tony Salerno. It's based off his life. What do you think is going to... They still own stuff in Woodward and stuff too up there. Do you think that um, the mass public is ever going to have an awakening about stuff like this? Like watching your, all your work, 9-11, and I was what, uh, finished New Mac, you, it's, instead of just making it seem like wacky conspiracies, your work, and I recommend everybody uh, watching this, so go on uh, ancreport.com and also your Rumble, nice. and just, just watch your documentaries. Like anybody who doubts uh, that there's a reason why people don't debate you. You watch Trump's Zionist ball and chain, or they called it God's Not a Real Estate Agent. It goes over the Kushner syndicate because Charles Kushner would sexually blackmail people too. Oh, get him on camera. He, this, can I tell you a funny story yeah. what he did? The, one of the lowest things he did, he was doing all this um, illegal campaign financing for the governor of McGreevy in New Jersey. The governor of New Jersey is key to get because they decide who becomes the president of the Port Authority, which runs all these properties like the World Trade Center. And... Uh, he took he made false businesses out in his brother and sister's names, Murray and Miriam, I believe. And they wanted in on it, right? They weren't mad that he did it, they just wanted in on it. So they had this internal family fight. He's so he blackmailed his sister's husband, so his own brother in law. He uh paid like thirty thousand dollars for some high end escort to take him to a two star motel called the Red Bull Inn. That's <laughs> before Red Bull existed. And uh, filmed it, showed the sister. She didn't care. <laughs> She's like, whatever. I know how this operates too. And prosecuted him anyway. He ended up going to jail down in Alabama. While he was in jail, he recruited two other high-level white-collar criminals to work for him when they all got out of jail. <laughs> and like, why didn't that come up during the Trump campaign? All this because. Hillary, they're just as guilty. Like, if you go there, we're going there. It's mutual destruction, right? Then they would, like, argue about, did you say Mexicans are rapists? Dumb stuff, yeah. right? Like, oh, like, he's working with the mob. And he's married into a family of a felon that went to jail for a number of years. And, you know, they try to do a corporate takeover of the Port Authority. The Port Authority is who ended up selling the property to Larry Silverstein. And Kushner buys up all this property across the Hudson River of, you know, you know, office space just in case something physically happened to the towers <laughs> where they were. I think an American Express put their office there and then all these people jumped and oh wow, well how lucky for you to think of that, right? So they're nasty. That's a film, it's free. Trump Science Ball and Chain. It was on YouTube for like a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what was the notice? Yeah, you know, I thought. Well, they hate Trump, so I can do that, no. right? Well, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Can't talk about certain things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what what was the reason they took it down? They don't give you a reason. They, they took the whole channel down, so all of it. Yeah. Did, did it, for strikes, it just got terminated. There's no strikes. They just take you out. Yeah. But the Trump's on his ball chain. What year was that uploaded? 2017. I mean, you didn't get an email like that gave you a reason why. No. 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 They just did that to David Cole. He's a revisionist. And a revisionist, too. Not like a denier. Just heteroxy on a certain thing in World War II. And uh, 15 years he's on there. And they did the same thing they did to me. This gone. No strike. No warning. They just erase you. They did that to one of Ron Paul's channels. They just said, like, fear, community, violations. No, no example. Just gone.
right? Before when I got deleted on YouTube, like the second time, they just gave me three strikes in one day. They're like this and this, and the videos were spread out like nine months apart from each other. I remember one of them. Was, the title of the video was called "Palestinians Are People Too," and I, I think it was the story about uh, Tamimi slapping the Israeli soldier for breaking her cousin's arm, and just yeah, there was nothing wrong with the video. But they're like, "Can't criticize God's chosen people." I'm like, I'm not criticizing them for being people. I'm criticizing them for what they did. <laughs> it's their behavior. Can't do that. When do you think or? Do you think it's possible that the mass public has an awakening for something like this? I don't think it'll be like that where we're just, I think it's, we're chipping away at it because what's happening is I'm seeing with COVID and also with the Ukraine conflict, people. Everyone knows the Ukraine war is bullshit at this point. I hope so. <laughs> but Actually, de no, definitely was... more people are like doubting and skeptical of Ukraine than they were. Of Libya or Syria Iraq. or Iraq, or definitely more than the first Iraq. That's true. Each time they lie, they lose some people. They lose credibility. But I was just in New York City, and the, the amount of you have Ukraine flags hanging over the street like more than American flags. Just hang on the same street. You see Pride flag, Ukraine flag, Black Lives Matter. I saw that in Hawaii with the Pride flag, Ukraine flag, and a little Hawaiian flag. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of people that are still brainwashed about it, but. What, what what is your your but i think that all the flags is aiming at the lemming effect what is that? so the lemming effect is like when people want to think how they think other people think like they want to be part of the group right so if you make it appear oh everyone likes ukraine look at all the flags then someone's like well i better shut up about russia whatever even though privately they're like i don't agree with that they don't want to be the outsiders so, but the whole thing can be fake. All you have to do is have the perception. Like, no one actually thinks like that. But if you put it all on TV, then everyone watching thinks that everyone else thinks that. But they don't. And a lot of people wearing masks were like, right. I don't want to wear a mask, but everyone else does. And the person across from is looking at you going, I don't want to wear a mask, but I bet he does. But nobody, and if somebody just went, I don't really want to wear this. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't either. Like, like no one wants to be the first. But it's kind of like, you know, being somewhere you don't want to be. And someone's like, you know what? I want to bounce. And everyone's like, I was hoping somebody say that. <laughs> I always get a lot of dirty looks in New York when I wasn't wearing my mask. Like if I had it like on my chin or something like that, you get people like looking at you like this. They get mad that you're not complying like they are. Yeah. They're mad that you're not obedient. Mm -hmm. It's an obedience test. It was a physical obedience test. But it's as dumb as like the shortage of toilet paper. Everyone started hoarding toilet paper. So like... The fear made something that shouldn't have mattered become real. Because look, if you can get like 30 people to run to the store and buy it all, now there is a shortage. But it's not because of supply problems. It's because some idiot thought there was supply problems, went and bought it all. And then but everybody... It's all about it. perception. Like they, Carl Rove used to talk about message force multipliers. The media uses the lemming effect to control the public make you think everyone thinks some way so that you'll follow there's a lot of people like the what scares them the most is not being part of the group i think as long as they're following whatever the group does just you know go along to get along they don't want to rock the boat they don't want the controversy fine i'll wear a mask because everyone else is wearing a mask even though i don't it's uncomfortable and blah 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 and that's how they are like oh you like ukraine you're like yeah putin's bad whatever oh. But they really don't know about it. A lot of people, if they're honest with themselves, you're like, you know what? I don't really know anything about Ukraine and Russia and what the problem is. That's what they should say. Like, they should go, 
I know what the television said, but you know, what would Russia say? What's the other side? What's the other argument? Let's hear it. Like, well, there's a coup in Maidan, 2014. Our State Department officials are bragging about it. Da, 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 da. But I do see a definite decline on just the trust in the press because they lie all the time. And the COVID thing is what did it the most. Because they everyone remembers, they said you have to wear a mask, now you don't. Right? They said, oh, vaccine will prevent you from getting it. No, it doesn't. We'll stop you from spreading it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Everything they said about it wasn't true. And so two weeks to stop the spread. Two weeks, yeah, two weeks to shorten flatten the curve or mm -hmm. whatever. It's all bullshit. And they're like, hey, if you can lie about uh medical information, what about foreign policy? I would tell everyone, yeah, that's ten times worse. Because, you know, with the medical information, it is a definite way to find out over time. You can't maintain that lie but so long because people are going to go get vaccinated and they're still going to get COVID. So they're going to know, hey, how come that didn't work, right? They didn't care. They just wanted to sell them. And then later when you're like, hey, that wasn't true. They're like, got your money. Who cares? Right? And that's how it is with the war. They blow up a rock or wherever. Lockheed got its paycheck. Raytheon got a paycheck. And oh, there weren't any WMDs. Oops. Too late. Got your money already. Now what? And you think, well, why wasn't there a giant sea change in the government? But to what? The other party that also wanted to go to war with Iraq? You know, there was only a very small faction that spoke against it. And that's because the entire media lies for a certain foreign state's interest. One thing that I, I realize is how they use the woke mind virus and everything that we've been talking about, you can kind of attribute to that one way of thinking how, how it was, I thought that it was just like a political ideology, but it's literally just created to keep people complying. For example, like BlackRock, I saw that they have a, um, they have a, a chart to see how many woke points a company has before investing in yeah so yes, geez. and it's just based on like how woke are you larry fink wants you to be of his ideology and it's not even about it's not about that was a big wake-up call like it's not about black lives matter it's not about accepting no. and loving all people it's about control it's about pushing this one thing um to if, keep if black lives matter why do they have predatory lending operations all through africa because it doesn't matter yeah, they, they have so that's like the reason why like when you walk into a target and then during pride month and then everything is covered in rainbows it has nothing to do with pride month that's funny that you're like during pride month i'm like what the hell is pride you're, month? this is this we is don't have a pride month this is like, life here what the fuck is that like, <laughs> pride month it's it's really interesting like um i want to thank you again for showing us around japan so much especially osaka um how this place seems like the America that Nick Fuentes wants. It's like that. That's it. It's too, it's too bad because he would love it here, but it's all Asians, and he's he's like he wants to be our white. He people. needs to get over that, man. It's like, look, y'all are the ones cucking to propaganda. The Japanese don't do that, right? And we, we talked before about how you could fight the battle just on the internet and like speaking the truth. But it, it's, it's not a genetics thing, though. I mean, I explained it this way one time. It's um okay, so. Who the most demonized, like, if you had to pick an example of an evil person, what's the first name that comes into your head for most people? Uh, white man. Or like a particular person, though. 
Hitler, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And why? Is it because of his wars? Or is it because he's racist? Right? Because a lot of people killed more people than Hitler. A lot. A lot, even during Hitler's time. Even some of the people he's fighting. It's the racism part that they gravitate to mm. because it's close enough for them to understand. You can't understand genocide like unless you have a strong imagination. And what's severely lacking in the West is not intellect and academia. It's empathy and imagination. Because you can't really have empathy without a, without a strong imagination. And I don't mean creativity, like purple dragons and stuff. I mean, imagine, like, what if I was that person and in their shoes, that they don't ex take that exercise at all. And if you did, there would be a lot more empathy would be built up. Japanese education is very different. They, they build that up. They make you read the atmosphere, be considerate. How do you think other people think? Like put yourself in someone else's point of view and see the whole situation. We rarely do that in the West. Just focus on like math, science, things like subjects, academia, but not developing character development. That's what's making it fall apart. So when you think of like, oh, the epitome of evil is Hitler. Okay. Well, the Japanese did horrible things too. Just like the Germans. I mean, they medical tested live action on Chinese people, Nanking massacre, all that. But they're not seen as the epitome of evil the way the Germans are. And the reason is Koreans don't own the media. If the Koreans own the media, then Japanese the, worst, the Japanese would be the worst in the world. And right. Germany, we'd have been, they've kind of forgiven Japan. I think you should forgive people because the people alive today had nothing to do with World War II. But like Japan, they got nuked, da 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 da. Germany got firebombed. Mass rape. They got punished. They lost land. They were cut in half till the eighties. Yet East Germany, West Germany, it's bad. But they're not forgiven. Still, it's still who's the next Hitler? You're Hitler. Oh, they can have no ounce of nationalism at all without being accused of being a Nazi and da da da. And they, they, Japan doesn't get accused of that, even though they they don't really like immigration. Right, they're closer to it than Germany. They really are. They, really like, are. It, they want a society where everybody kind of looks the same. Everybody's orderly. There's only one political party here, pretty much. I asked you about the pretty other much, Yeah, the LDPs. Everybody votes for the conservative party, pretty much. Just, it has that rule um, that would be called white nationalism or racism in the West. And seeing how everybody dresses here, everybody's extremely polite. Um, everybody, like, they bow. Like, every single person, there is no degeneracy here. Well, their nationalism isn't racial. It's just national because they hate the Chinese. It, uh, Asians don't think of themselves as Asian. They think no. of themselves as Korean, as Japanese, as Chinese, or whatever. Well, in Asia, in America, in they Asia. kind of get lumped in. American Asians might just say, hey, I'm Asian, but yeah. that's all that. They're, they're outnumbered by billions, so whatever. Yeah. Like, that's just a small fraction. But they don't think, they think their sense of nationalism is, a, is more philosophical base than it is genetics or anything. And it, it's too bad that people don't really understand that or, or there was that one video today. I don't I don't think it was money, but there was someone spilled their backpack in the middle yeah. of Japan and then everybody else just helps you pick it up. I was pick it up. Like I didn't there's there's not there's barely any crime here. Um and also like it's the lowest in the industrialized world. There's no like we walk in the park. There's no weed smell. Nobody's blasting music on the train. Everybody's the only they sleep on the train. They sleep on the. You could pass out on the train. The the, the one instance where something 
when I noticed some uh, annoying thing on the train. Yeah. Was, a, was a Westerner. It was some Spanish girl. She saw, I was sitting next to this girl who was like asleep and she had like finger, nice fingernails or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just talking out loud, talking on the phone, being loud. Everybody else, all the Japanese people, quiet. They lower their voice. Even like when a kid plays on a video game, the dad like lowers the volume so it doesn't bother anybody. But the Spanish girl is like, I like her nails. Like she's just talking out loud. Oh, and then like she's like, excuse me, excuse me. And you're like, she's asleep. I'm, like, I tell her, like, she's asleep. And th- this is when I woke up to Western ideology because in her head, she when I told her she's asleep, she didn't see it as like, let me be considerate of this person sleeping. She thought, how do I get past this obstacle so that I can take my picture? So she wakes her up mm-hmm. and then to do stupid picture of her fingernails. And then says to her in English, I like your nails. Can I take a picture of your nails? Like the, the entitlement to go, it, why do... Imagine like you just woken up and someone's blasting at you in some foreign language. <laughs> she scream talks like Dora the Explorer. Like, I like your nails! And like, <laughs> like the, just the level of volume, like, bitch, turn it down. Like, you're annoying me so much. And I know y'all have only been here a short time, but you've seen several incidences and it's always some It's always foreigner, a foreigner. Right. And, you're, and I just look and you're like... <laughs> that's and i know what ryan's thinking every time we walk around like, don't even go ahead and say it go ahead because <laughs> we'll walk past like some weebs or something like that fat americans like getting anime stuff They're always and loud i see your face you're now racist for the japanese people i'm xenophobic for sure <laughs> xenophobic foreigner the hypocrisy is real yeah but, but it, there are some place. foreigners that come assimilate learn the language all the customs respect everything that's fine but you know, both of them, <laughs> it's usually not that way. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to go and be a, like, go back to the West and engage in that culture anymore. I've just, I've been, really been realizing this trip about all this. I used to listen to a lot, a lot of rap music and hip hop music and be kind of like, insp- or like think that life was cool. Mm-hmm. And it just all of that is, is all part of the psyop. It's all meant to just keep you degenerate and make you weak and slow and make you a slave most of the mainstream hip-hop is just people bragging about themselves murder. Yeah. Well, murder and i'm a this i'm a that i'm a this i'm a that i can do this i'm the best of this and it just attracts insecure people because they can and like that isn't you that ain't them either you do the underbelly of uh a lot of these top rappers and stuff you would not think they were cool <laughs> you had to know what they had to do to get where they are what do they have to do one rumble they had to uh, <clears throat> suck it down like Lindsey Graham at a day camp. How do you know? Because, well, that's something you should talk to my buddy about. Uh, you met, I don't know if he wants to be on here. Well, I'll, we'll nickname him Pug. Okay. Yeah. I think he would, he would want to be on. Well, I just not his name. Just okay. that. But how, would, uh, how does he, like, what's the source he, of that? He know he's in that industry. He knows a lot of it. And there are people you know, like names you know, that have, have uh, gobbled a lollipop. Mm-hmm. And I think Yay knows too. He knows exactly. He's talking about people get black bearded and stuff. He's like, I know what you did. <laughs> he didn't do that. So he's free to speak. None of the rest of them can. A lot of actors too. Like the casting couch is real. A lot of prominent people. One scene. Had to. You know. What do you think it. Why is it that. When you when you look down the rabbit hole of like who controls everything, who's behind the scenes and all this stuff, you can yeah. What why it's it's this this I don't want to say it, but there's a clear pattern 
Yeah. And you're not supposed to ever acknowledge it. Like you can acknowledge uh, the Italian mob or you can, mm -hmm. people will say that there's white supremacy in the police force. Might be. But why, you can't acknowledge this pattern. What do you think causes this pattern? Man, I got to get you to read the manifesto. So the Unabomber. I don't think that liberalism is a political ideology. I think it's a type of psychology of severe inferiority complex. It's a lot of people that they're always like champion on behalf of another. It's sort of that I call it Thomas Sowell calls it the paternalistic racism where they feel like, oh, they have to defend you can't talk about black on black crime, which is why it can never be resolved because we can never have a serious conversation about, well, why is this group doing 60% of all violent crime? They're afraid the answer is going to be um, some sort of biological determinism, and that's not allowed. I don't think that's what the answer is, but they do. They think that that's what it'll be. So they're like, no, no, it's because of white racism. And they just go in circles, right? And they want to... Um, they feel like they get capital by virtue signaling. So it's like the oppression Olympics. And the more you can uh, advocate on behalf of another, the better person you are. And it's a way of relieving white guilt, like a way of getting that guilt off their shoulders. The baby like, well, I'm an ally or, you know, mm -hmm. or gay or pick a thing. Right. But the thing is they themselves think of gays and minorities as lesser than now that they do help them. Like they're above them and they have to pull them up, which is a skewed uh, perceptive already, right? But that's how they see it. Still recording, person? Like a lot of feminists. It'll turn off, just press the button. Yeah. A lot of feminists really are scared that we aren't equal. And that's why they're so hell bent to prove I can do whatever a man can do. Because deep down, they, don't, they think the exact opposite. Someone that's secure, like, think about this. This is a good example I used before. I don't walk around and have to tell you how many friends I have that are left-handed. I have a left, my left-handed friend, blah, 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 right? right? See how stupid that sounds? Like, I don't have a problem with left-handed people. Right. Of course not. Like, why would I even have to say that, right? Mm -hmm. But so when you see a lot of leftists who are like, well, my black friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, why do you have to tell me the adjective? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because they're proud of it. it, it because they're, they're it's drilled in their head how horrible racism is. Not because... The system thinks racism is horrible. It's a very specific type. What Hitler did to Jews. Hitler was a white racist, and that's why he had the Holocaust. That has to be the most evil thing. And then any other thing around that, it's like, well, that's just one or two steps away from Holocaust. Right? Right. If you do this, then... Like, I don't think even people who actually are racist doesn't mean they want to murder everyone. They just mean they think they're better. Like, you know. Some things you can notice, like... In general, on a professional level, blacks are better at basketball than other people. Now, you can believe that or not. Depends. Because America certainly seems that way. And in the Olympics, they did lose an all-white Lithuanian team. You never know. I think market forces shape sports. But you could look at the pattern. That is an opinion you could have. And, but, and that's acceptable, though. They're like, yeah, well, you know. And I think probably height is genetic. That plays a part in certain sports, but it comes down to like political beliefs and stuff like that. This is too complicated. The mind's too complicated to just dwindle down to some macro category. We will see patterns though, but it's because 
usually it's like, well, yeah, all such and such vote this way, probably because that party offered them money. <laughs> like, that makes sense. And you see it flip-flop. It used to be all the Mexicans voted conservative because they identified with Catholicism. And so they were religious and they voted conservative. Later, it would switch to moving to the left over uh, more lenient immigration policies. So it's whatever's in their own interest that has nothing to do with the case, though. But people will look at it that way, and they're scared. And so you get a lot of the woke leftists, like, that's their issue. Like, most left and right really don't understand tax policy, foreign policy, or anything. They have, like, one or two issues. It's usually social. So usually yeah, the right... A lot of race stuff. A lot, a lot, the right is on the right because they hate welfare. They're like, no, it's unfair that I got to pay in order to... That's their thing. And the left thinks there's social inequalities about race. That's the only issue they think about. Or, or women. And so it's like... I mean, if I had a dollar for every time... Someone said the wage gap bullshit, yeah. you know, is something. If, you know, if I had a dollar for every gender, I'd have $2 and a bunch of counterfeit money. <laughs> but, like, that's, their, that's all their issue. Like, are you worried about this specific thing? You know, like, I think people ought to know more about zoning laws and why housing costs what it does and what supply chains are and how money is created and the whole Federal Reserve system and, like, why is it in your area that you have unaffordable housing? That seems to be a big issue with a lot of people is kids can't afford a house. And there's a lot of reasons for that. They never let you get to the, the meaty politics that would really matter in your life like that or your health care or something that affects you. They want you just going on yip, yip, yip endlessly about social issues that are unprovable and can't really fix it the way they're going at it. I mean, they're kicking a dead horse. Ted Kaczynski says they get you wrapped up, obsessed with solving the problems of yesteryear. So, like, racism, sexism, like, women have the right to vote, unfortunately. <laughs> Repeal the 19th. And we have racial equality. I would say it's almost the other direction, whereas, like, anti-whiteism is okay, it's by the system, at least and nothing else like it's the worst thing in the world to be racist in the united states there's not institutional racism to minorities in fact it's quite the opposite you have affirmative action you have quotas you have equity hiring now or you have advantage over people and you're not even allowed to criticize that and i'm like well that undermines people because if you get a job or you get into college people don't know whether you got in there based on merit or you would have anyway or because you belong to this category or that but undermines the credibility. So then even if you do get a degree or whatever, people are like, yeah, but that's not real. That's because you're this. Just get rid of all that. They don't want to. What do you recommend people to do once they start waking up? A lot of people watching this, probably around my age, and I think a lot of my audience like agrees about that the West is falling. I think if you analyze what's going on, there's no way to, to invest all your time there. Right. Um, Preston's behind the camera. You, or if you wanted, like, you want to hop in? Yeah. Um, Preston, I met him a couple of weeks ago in Dubai, and you're from, from um, Mississippi. <clears throat> from fellow a, southerner, that's right. A fellow southerner, and he lives in Bangkok now. Just uh, seeing Japan with me and showing Ryan showing us around. Now he's Japan pill, and so there's a lot of these people that call him passport bros. Took the gold pill, all right. <laughs> the women are better. 
um outside of the west women are much better like going to the bay cafe the first day was like a, a big it is that something because people think the resistance to the western toxicity is like well islam will fight it off and I'm like yeah maybe but look at here there aren't any muslims there's barely any religion at all and yet like you said they'll help you pick up your money and give it to you it's cultural and religion does shape culture that's not the only way to shape culture a lot of it i think about japan is they're almost all two-parent homes. They have incentives for you to stay that way. And they don't have degenerate crap in the media encouraging thug culture. I think those, those are two things that I don't see in other places. At all. What is your... Um, I want to quickly get your take on What Japan. do you think about it? I mean, you got Japan pilled pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Was it just that first night? It was... Uh, I mean, it, it was that <laughs> <laughs> I would say it was the culmination of like the entire trip. So mm-hmm. the the beautiful places that you've showed us here and just the way that people treat you here and treat each other. Like this morning I went out and there's just an old Japanese lady and she just waved to me and I was like, Oh hello, like <laughs> and it like set the frame for the day, like today's gonna be a great day. Isn't it something like um I remember being Virginia and stuff and I've I'm like twenty years older than you guys. People, believe it or not, used to say good morning and all that in America. Now, you'll have neighbors that have bars in their windows yeah. and fences, and they live together however long and never spoken to each other because uh, everybody's in their own little cage. They make you afraid of each other because constantly in the news is Pedophiles, somebody getting murdered or da, 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 serial da, da. killers. Yep, make you scared of your neighbors. And to put that in perspective, we didn't even walk our door last night. No, my bike's unlocked right now. There's no need to. I'm not worried. We just forgot. Yeah, we did just. There's no need to. Right. Nothing happened and nothing will happen in Japan. And even the people that recognize you here, they're just like, oh, hey, hello, and then buckle her off. You're like, they're not yeah. trying to. They're very polite. It's funny how, like, all the problems that I've been dealing with uh, on this trip, they've all been from the West. Like, everything has been online. Everything has been the Western influence, like the lady on the train. All of it is just like, every time you get, like, a glimpse of it that's the only issue but everything else in here can i call fun. you at 5 a.m and ask you to take a screenshot of your nails snapshot whatever you call it in a different language <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna say it in japanese <laughs> you might check in the i don't want the camera thanks um you but i think preston's a good example for for a lot of guys if they're looking for that path because how long you left like six months ago yeah like six, seven months ago yeah um what, what advice would you give to to younger men well, most people y'all's age can't just travel for six months, so you got to pick the right place on the first try. Don't come here. <laughs> yeah, go to Romania or whatever. Don't ever come to Asia. Romania was good, but uh, it's pretty good for Europe. Yeah, but I'm not gonna get into my ladder speech. But what's the ladder speech? There's a tier level. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It'll make people. It's gonna look, make you look racist. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by look? No. Whatever. <laughs> um, nah, it's just look. Uh, the yeah. further east you go, the better the women are. Extremely. You, you think of it like Western Europe to Eastern Europe until you get to Russia, and then you finally start bleeding into Asia, China, Korea, and what's the furthest? It's incredible how like some women I interact with, they just not a drop of testosterone. And their body, like the lady at the camera store, 
like hello da, da. like their voices and everything the the way that their their faces people talk about agreeableness that's something that a lot of women have to like fake in the west yeah because they they can't do it it's a genuine thing they just listen to you and they want they're to, happy they want to please you yeah right like men are respect like desired here mm-hmm. in the east it's it's, it's really insane i recommend everybody try it out the girls chase the guys all in the west the guy has to make the first move make everything about 50 50. i mean that's a lie you should never, never come, come here. here yeah what what made you pick japan out of all places um i i didn't have like a single reason I was definitely my main thing was get out of the U.S. When Bush got reelected, I was like, no way, am I staying here? And I'd say I had thought about Korea. I thought about a few places. It's funny but, that you actually did that. Remember all the left people like, if yeah. Trump wins, I'm going to Canada. No, nah, well, why would you go to Canada? Liars, worse. That's a step sideways. Right. <laughs> now it's worse with Castro's bastard. But at least some states, just the states in the U.S. Castro's have, bastard. Is that true? Trudeau? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really look like. <laughs> it's funny seeing um, the difference. Like, if you if you bring a Western girl here, the comparison to how they it's just it's like anorexia within three days. Yeah, yeah. And they they see the girls, and I witnesses too. I've seen Western girls at certain places, and the Japanese girls show up, and they like they're just. Westerners are seeding. You're like, I can't compete with that because they can't even. They can't even pretend to be that feminine. You know? no. It's been in their heads so much that that's inferior. Like they always say, they want equality. They don't believe that. They think the male's superior and they want to be like a man. That's I can be reason. like a man. Do what a man can do. I got my career. Blah 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 blah. But Japan is the philosophy here is harmony and balance. So they have a female and a male. Very Taoist Chinese too, where they. It's not better, complimentary. That's how they see it. They want to be the best woman they can. Which I thought before, um, I had the idea that a society needed God to function. And there is no God here, but you've been taking us to temples. And the, the way that they pray is very similar to how you pray in Islam. They like get on the floor and they, they kiss the floor too. Well, Shinto is a religion and so does Buddhism, but most people here practice neither. But I feel like the tenets of those faiths are similar. Were developed to what they are because that's how the culture was anyway. Mm-hmm. So Buddhism is not the main religion here. It's the main religion, but the most like of people who are religious, it's the largest religion. Most people aren't really. Eighty like percent are atheists, but they still of, go to the, temples, the remaining twenty percent. Right? They're Buddhist or Shinto. But the eighty percent, I mean, Buddhism. I wouldn't say that that's theistic. It's you could argue it's a philosophy. Depends. There are different branches of Buddhism. Like one of them has reincarnation. I would consider that supernatural. So that's a religion. In Japan, not so much. They're more of the Zen variety. It's more of a. It's more of a philosophy. But but even I would say the atheists, a philosophy that derived from a religion from India. They they still the atheists they would still go to the temple and stuff like that and do all those those rituals and stuff. Yeah, it's cultural glue. So it's like. Very similar to praying. Like, for example, you have secular holidays that develop from religions like your birthday, right? Um, You have a birthday cake, the circle, put candles on it, blow it out, make a wish. You don't actually think your wish is like a a magical cake and you're really going to get a wish. It's just something you do, like custom. But that came from 
ancient Greek moon goddess named Bass that was the full moon. Used to measure month by the moon. A month and Monday in the moon. And in Japanese, Getsuyobi, Gets is also month in the moon. French, Spanish, pick a language. There's a moon day, like a Monday, lunar or whatever, and month. And it's all based on full moons because they used to measure 13 moons a year, 13 full moons, 28 days each. Um, but we still sing happy birthday to you. You have a cake and all, but that used to be the reason the cake is round is it symbolizes the full moon, and that's why you put a candle on it. Light, because the moon is luminescent. But very few people know the history of birthday cakes. They just think you get a birthday cake with a candle, and you, you don't even know why. That goes all the way back to measuring months by the moon, and you would give to uh, this goddess to get longevity, because back in the day, a lot of children died in their first year, and whatever. Right? And a lot of women died in childbirth. So they'd make these tiny cakes with one candle, and they would put them on the Temple of Bast, Lord to say, give my child another year. And of course, the priest would eat the cake because God's not going to eat a cake. But um, that is a secular holiday that has a religious origin. And a lot of the customs here have religious origins. But when people get their fortunes or they they see the temple in the new year or whatever, they ask, please help me pass the exam. It's just like a tradition, custom. But it's secular, although it does have religious roots. Can you tell me um, someone else on this list that would something that I don't know that you know about this list? Uh, pick somebody. <laughs> you have it all memorized in your head. It's, it's yeah, I know this. I know this shit. Don't I don't need like this. You just good. have an encyclopedia brain. Um, tell me about. Well, here's a good fuck. That's good. So what? Oh, what is can... this book right here? Oh, so that means they were also in the flight log. So since people made a list of people from this book, I'm like, okay, that person is in that book, but he isn't. But he is, right? So there's a lot of people who aren't in the book that are on the list. And there's lots of people in the book that should not be on the list. The book's like 90 pages worth of names. And just because Glenn Maxwell met someone and got a picture with them, whatever, doesn't mean they knew what was going on. Like Eric Weinstein or Steve Pinkerton, they didn't know they... She's a pedophile. You know, how would you know? So she's got a lot of contacts, but that doesn't mean they're guilty. People on this map are guilty. They're either accused of or convicted of. You can see everything written in red is concrete. So it shows you what they did. Are there, how many politicians are on here? I don't know, a bunch. The Kissinger's here? Yeah, the Clintons, Kissinger. Uh, mostly it's bankers and stuff. A lot of it kind of is both, right? Like the Kushner's an advisor to Trump, but not an official. Although well, actually, yeah, he did. He did the Abrams Accord, so that's official. Michael Bloomberg? Oh, yeah. What did he do? He, you know him. So all you got to do is look at co-founder Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City. So he's related to the Schmitz and Bush family. I made this a separate box, and I actually have a, oh, no, I don't. I had a chalkboard video of that whole story. The Schmidt's family was the um, inspector general during the Bush administration, and uh, his family was involved with Mary Kay Luterno. I think she's on there. This this is this is gonna hurt. 
what I'm about to say, but first of all, she got pregnant by a 13-year-old student, uh, got her pregnant, and the baby had to be taken to the hospital because it had human hair wrapped around its penis so tight it was about to castrate it. They saved the baby. But there's some others. They're fucking with babies. That's some Satanist shit right there. But anyway, Schmitz, Joseph P. Schmitz, and his John P. Schmitz were in the Bush administration. And I have a list of where they went. Every single Bush, Marvin Bush, uh, Prescott Bush Jr., George Bush, they're all involved with some major mafia organization. So, um, Rev Scott with Ian Gavalkai out of, out of Japan. Um, they're tied to some Russian oligarchs with Boris Verazovsky, who's dead. He actually, I, ha I should have brought my calendar. I have this calendar that shows when evil people die and I make a holiday out of it. <laughs> he died a few days ago, years ago. Was, do you know who Gilad Osman is? He's a philosopher. He was a, he's an ex-Jew. He's from Israel, but he's British now. He wrote The Wandering Who, really great book. Every Gilad Osman's children, I can say this now because they're gone, they went to university in Japan. He put them here. He got them out of the West, right? He'd come visit. He's also a professional saxophone player. Every day he'd visit, every time he would come, some horrible person would die. So Boris Berzovsky died on one of the trips he came here. Um... I think it was uh, Rumsfeld died on another one. It was like eight, like three in a row where he came. I'm like, man, you need to visit here more often. <laughs> Maybe Kissinger's next. I don't know. <laughs> Good. What is your opinion on Andrew Tate? I don't think he should be in jail. I think they targeted him and Tristan for uh, because they had influence. Like they didn't care about the Manosphere stuff. And the fact that they haven't had charges shows why they're in jail. It's been three months. It's going to be four months. Probably going to be the full 180 days. That's all six months. Yeah, but there's no charges. And I've dug into the past of some of his accusers, and they are not credible. I just think it was a pretext because that guy, Andrew, more than Tristan, but both of them, I guess, could influence an election especially in Britain, where he's sort of from. It was like, why don't all these people stab somebody, just mandatory, 15 years in jail? They get in and out within three days. It's okay. I mean, London's got hundreds of stabbings, uh, like, in a week. <laughs> Man. So when he started talking about Ukraine, he started talking about climate change, he started talking about COVID, and this is a guy with, you know, millions of followers, tens of millions probably know who he is that's a threat to the system so they just made some shit up and put them in and believe me if he was a rapist or a pedophile like like this is what I do he doesn't fit the profile and they asked you and they've been through his computers and all that yeah. and there's nothing on it exactly why do you think I did get approached yeah and I'm like I haven't I did I dug in Andrew yeah and I'm like there's nothing here there's, there's, I mean, shit I don't like, but there's nothing illegal. What, the womanizing stuff? I won't say. It's a, he's got enough problems, so. It's, it's nothing illegal. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about 
uh, why do you think so many people? It, it's funny that um, that you, I think we have like pretty much the same worldview. Um, someone like Destiny, for example. This is how I found about Stephen. Stephen Bono, yeah. Just call him his Stephen. Yeah, he's a well, Destiny, my bitch. I, I I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good. Guy I think he, I think I like, like a lot of people hate him. I don't hate him at all. I just think he's wrong, and uh, and I wish he just. The one thing I don't like, and I don't know if he knows. But like he was being defamatory to me, saying like, "Oh, that guy might think the moon landing's fake," or I'm like, "You know that's not true." But I think what happened was like he lost the debate, big deal, and that's not because he's bad at debating; it's he's just wrong, um, and because he is. And he was like trying to find bad things about me to, to feel better about himself. And there's a lot of bullshit about me online, so he's like, "Oh, that guy's like this, huh?" But none of it's true. So I was like, uh, we went to the moon, quit saying that, you know, quit trying to dismiss me. I don't care if he doesn't want to debate me. Fine. I mean, if you're not concerned with figuring out what's right, you just want to know who's right. Whatever. But a lot of times I'm watching him debate someone and I actually agree with Destiny. Like, yeah, on this thing, he's not wrong. But when he gets into foreign policy and stuff, I'm like, usually him and the person he's arguing with are both wrong. <laughs> It's, but that's, that's bad faith. That's what these people say. The fact that he refuses to debate you again. I don't have to have a debate. You just have a discussion. I could just educate talk. him. Because I don't even feel like, he can't debate me. He doesn't know what I know. It's just an education. I'm just on a way different level. And I'm not being arrogant. He's not on my level. But like, he could just, like a lot of my debates, if you go watch me with like T-Jump or whoever, it's not even a debate. It's like a lecture. Where like, I'm saying stuff they've never even heard. And, like, and they don't even know. The only I'm argument. like, you can't disagree with me if you don't know what I'm going to say. Right. right? And I, I'm dropping all these facts they don't know. I'm like, well, go look all those up and you can have a round two. You know what always happens? They go look it up. They realize you're right. They find out I'm right and they don't want a round two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's what happened um, to him too. But just admit that. That was years ago. That was like 2015 you had that debate. That's how 2016. It was during the Trump-Hillary thing, yeah. Yeah, 2016. Whatever. Like, what? Do you, what is the reason? And I think I know your answer. But why do you think so many people hate myself and, but even on a larger scale, Andrew Tate? They don't like successful people. That's part of it. Um, it's a uh, Mike Enoch calls it the purity spiral. I'll Israel that from him. Purity spiral was like, well, on these nine things we agree, but on the tenth one I don't. You know, like, why don't you be like this? Um, I get less than you, but I get the same shit, but for a way longer period of time. Whereas, like, well, but this one thing, I oh, you're great on this, but not on this. I'm like, well, have a discussion with me on the thing you disagree with. And they never fucking do it. Yeah, they never do it. I'm like, they, like the race realists and all that. Like, I don't have, like, a woke, anti-white view of that, but... Uh, or some shit live thing. I just think it's there's so many. It's way more complex and so many factors of why one civilization succeeds and another doesn't. It's simple as well. Ethno state, bro. Like, okay, go to North Korea. You know, there's a lot of ingredients, you know, and you can't just oversimplify it. And a lot do, but people hate you because they hate success. They hate masculinity. They hate that like you're. You've been able to do what you've been able to do and they can't they just want to shit on you and a lot of it also a lot of the haters are shit posting because it's a way of getting attention 
if you can find some influencer, for lack of a better word, that's got whatever many million followers or something, and you make a comment, you got noticed. And they're happy if even 50 people saw what they said, because they were at zero, right? So they'll shit post, and it's all projection. Like, they're the attention seeking egomaniac. They're the arrogant, smuggling, ignorant piece of shit. Like, and they want to be or have what you do and can't that's primary the motive there will be other people that will criticize you because they generally disagree with you so what but i don't feel like those are the the i barely i don't think you even notice those because they're so outnumbered by the shit posters i get flack from 9-11 cookers um they're mad that i proved them wrong because they went telling on the mountain to the mother their brother and everybody they know and I just dunked on it, which makes him look like an idiot. I'm like, no, you don't look like an idiot. You are. You are an idiot. Can you briefly give me a breakdown? Uh, we did a whole podcast about it, but can you, for the people watching now, what did happen on 9-11? If you could describe it in my 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that, hide, that sort of subverted a real terrorist attack and made it bigger than it would have been. We, they could have been prevented. Al-Qaeda's real, and their motives are real, and their targets are real, and all those people died, and all those buildings got destroyed. But there was a nexus a trifecta between the Saudis, the Israelis, and a faction within the United States that decided, yeah, let this go through, because now we can replace the Cold War with the War on Terror and make trillions and the israelis were really put they actually helped facilitate it and that's the thing in the u.s like if you want to get away with the crime involve the israelis and the americans will look the other way they stole nuclear weapons they've attacked our ships they've killed us and they blew up an embassy they killed us in hotels they've attacked the british too wait a minute Apex, the largest lobby in the world, and a lot of these profiteers. When people talk about the military-industrial complex, I often say MIC, and I assume everyone knows what that is. But Dwight Eisenhower, in his farewell address as president, talked about the military-industrial complex, and so you can see that in in prior previous wars in the past. It was over a particular resource. He needed gold. He wanted um, oil or some particular thing he wanted to steal or land. Or, but nowadays, since the day of mechanized warfare, the war itself is the resource because it costs so much to build all the airplanes and tanks and artillery. You're talking one cruise missile is $1.2 million. One cruise missile, right? even a subsonic Tomahawk missile, right? So when you add in the Kiowa Warriors and the Abrams tanks, and the F-16, F-15, you know, A-10, da 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 da, it's it's billions and billions of dollars to do a war. So you don't have to take something from the enemy. Just engaging in them is already a giant network of profiteering because of the way the stock market is designed people who are not directly involved benefit from the conflict 
Kellogg, Brown and Root, Halliburton, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, Boeing. It was a no shit Sherlock buy right before the war in Iraq or whatever war. Yeah, invest in weapons companies. It went up 33% in one year. How often does the stock go up 33% in one year? Mm-hmm. That don't even seem real. Go look it up, though. In <laughs> 2002 to three, you would see these things just jolt. And so it's, it's kind of insider trading because it's, well, it's insider right. trading. It's not, there's no kind of to it. Yeah, I'm going to buy the companies that build the missiles, the planes, and so on, and then we're going to go pick a fight. And so it's this sort of like no shit investment. And then so many other tertiary industries are tied to this just for the profitability. And they know that the news is propaganda and they're like, uh, I ain't going to say anything because we just bought however many shares in Northrop Grumman, this many in Raytheon, this many in General Dynamics, this many in Lockheed Martin. So in the war industry, that's what the I, military industrial complex, they're married together so that war is now not about defense. It's not about even conquest to take a resource. It's just a giant profiteering ring. They don't even hate the enemy. But it's sad. There's this book called Why Peace by Mark Gutman. It's got 55 authors with their different stories. One of them was talking about he was from Cambodia. You know what's worse than hate? You know what's worse than bombing someone because you're afraid of them or you hate them? Bombing someone with... That's what happened to Laos and Cambodia during the Vietnam War. They're just like, well, what does it cost to drop X amount? Okay, just carpet bomb this rice village. And it's like, oh, that was a million dollars. It'd be like 10 million a day. Killed like eight people. The cluster bombs are still there and can blow up later. They were just like flattening insignificant rural peasantry because the money. They didn't hate them. They weren't scared of them. They just didn't even matter. It's fucking low. That's evil. That is evil. It's more evil. Than Indifference is more evil than hate. Hate has some sort of emotional investment. Like it, it, it was just like a calculated. It was just a completely fucking sociopath. Heroin and helicopter. Bell Helicopter was losing 20 helicopters a week in Vietnam. 20. Didn't give a shit. Well, we get 20 more. We can build 20 more. Great, you know. And uh, Lyndon Johnson was a uh, kind of a spokesman for Bell when he was a congressman. Then he ended up as vice president. Then somebody shot the president and he became president. What a coincidence. And he did not end the Vietnam War. He accelerated it. Who killed JFK? Tom Pye with me first. Tom Pye. Ooh. I'm hearing a lot of... Um, you don't want the answer? Okay. I do want the answer. <laughs> it was Sam Hyde. <laughs> Sam Hyde was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Samuel Hydestein. <laughs> now JFK... So... I can tell you who the shooter is. I don't think you'll know who it, when I say the name that like who's that, right? And that's the thing. Like the um, hitmen are kind of insignificant. What's more important is who's who 
orchestrated the whole thing. And that's uh, a very long story, but it's got a lot of this all the way down. And if I guess you saw Numex, so you know why they had to get rid of it. Right. So then the next is, well, how and who? And I'm actually making those movies. So I'm actually starting with RFK and working backwards. So off camera, I'll tell you who killed him. Okay, we'll save it for the movie. I'm saving it because it's like 20 years of my life, and I need to. I need to. Uh, I got a family. And yeah. I got to pay for this stuff, so. <laughs> right, and you can buy the the Epstein crime map on your website. Yeah, you can, this is not even the latest version. I got an updated version. This map is on my website. Updated. Shopify. You actually gave now. Yay the the red media poster. I didn't know that. He does not know where that came from. Well, though, if I you think. guys have seen Yay is walking around saying, "Look who controls the media," and that's an ANC report. Uh, graph, right? Yeah. So before me, there's a. I don't know if you want this on here or not, but okay. Well, I'll just explain it. There's a guy, Dr. William Pierce, who is a is part of the National Alliance, which is a uh, white separatist group that had mapped out all this media, whatever the year was, '97 or whatever. And that's where I got that idea. I was like, huh. He wrote this thing, "Who Rules America?" I'm not advocating the National Alliance or William Pierce. I'm just saying that. You know, some of these guys that have an otherwise toxic ideology can get a lot of stuff right. You know, like Hitler drank water, so do I. You know, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Dr. William Pierce does deserve some credit for kind of getting me to go, yeah, let's look at media ownership. Why is it all not Presbyterians, right? And so I did one in 2013, 2015, uh, 2018, and 2021. And I guess I'm going to have to do another one. They had, mostly it's all the same people unless someone dies or sells or whatever. So like Disney's just changed hands recently, so I can update it. But like, yeah, every time he flashed that, I was like, mm -hmm. I think other people like took it that uh, I'm not even going to say who they were, but they're something I don't want to associate with. And they kind of like took it over, so I just distanced myself from it. Okay. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. It's theirs now. I don't care. I think I didn't want my name on it. I like secretly like leaked it out, knowing what would happen, and that's what happened. But Yay was walking around with a really outdated thing. Like he still had Eisner on there. Like I think it was from 2013. So if he's listening, like if you want, like this year, hook you up with that. I think he. And I the think thing he is, is that he's not wrong. It's like, look, it's not anti-Semitic to point this out, like, because look at all the millions of Jews that don't own any media, right? You're only talking about small percent. few dozen people, yeah. right? So it's like say, yeah. So it's like uh, you're not saying like all Jews are evil. It's just that no way, no, no. It's just look, if they were all Chinese, you would think maybe the state of China has something to do with this. You would say that. Right? I would say that. So it's not, they all just, just, just naturally are good at this particular industry. No. It's because the Israeli state aims to take over media because they know that's how you control a nation. Mm -hmm. That's actually in the 9-11 uh, Freedom of Information Act document. They're saying uh, the employees of Urban Moving Systems listened to some of the people who celebrated the attacks on 9-11 and said that they said, Give us 20 years, we'll take over your media or your country. That was 20 years ago. 
It's coming true. 21 years. How did you deal with the, with the rage or the reality of all this information? I'm curious as to what it looks like, because you said you've been doing this for like 20 years. What does the Ryan Dawson look like when you're, you have a new movie coming out? When you're, doing, when you're preparing for a movie, what does that look like? What's, what's the emotions that's going through your head? How are you doing the research? I'm, I don't, I want to emulate some Usually of that Usually I've process. already done the research. Like for me, research is something I have a natural talent for. I hate the movie part. I don't like doing the visuals and the... The graphics. Like, what do I show while I'm saying it? I hate that stuff. You'd rather just speak. I need someone else to do that, and I'm like, I'd make movie, like, every three weeks. <laughs> I got information. That's not a problem. It, it, I mean, it's not like the information is easy, but I've done the work. So I'm like, now I have to learn a new skill. And just transfer the information. Yeah, and, and I'm not like with if, new. If you with found new a way back, to do that, I, I hired somebody, and it was really. Great. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But like some of my older stuff, like War by Deception, that was me on Windows Movie Maker, Boomer Ryan doing the whole thing, and everyone's like that content was solid. The visual was like, you know, looked like you did a movie. It was pretty old, yeah. Because I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The new means the Nuclear Materials and Equipment Corporation. It was in Apollo, Pennsylvania, and it's where they use the Nautilus program, which is where we what we use for nuclear submarines, venturized nukes for nuclear subs. And one of the um, founders of that, his name is Dalvin Shapiro, genius. <laughs> But they <clears throat> diverted uranium, highly enriched uranium, uranium-235, out of that program that was supposed to be for that to Israel or to Palestine. Then it becomes Israel to build their own nuclear weapons. They already had a plutonium plant that the French had helped them organize. And so they covertly stole highly enriched uranium from the United States got it over to Israel, along with a whole bunch of other conventional weapons that they were not supposed to have, to take over a piece of Palestine, establish a state, the JA, the Jewish Agency, which becomes the first government of Israel, Ben-Gurion and Ted Kulak and Dogen and Dagan and all these people. And they secretly built the most powerful weapon in the world, nuclear bombs. And I thought... Almost no one knows this. And now people like Roger Monson and Grant F. Smith written books about it, lectures about it. I've been to these events in D.C. and I've met these people. There's maybe 200 people in the crowd. And I'm like, man, this needs to be a movie. Because unfortunately, you can't really get people to read a book until they see a movie or a show or so they know, oh, well, I'm going to read that. Like, if you say, oh, there's a book about nuclear weapons, like, I don't Good luck, you know? But if you make a film, and I'm like this too, like, I read a lot of books, but, like, if there's a movie, just let's be realistic. That's going to reach a lot more people than Way books. more. Way more. If you found way, the right like, way to download this information into people's minds right. quicker and... And I plugged the books, and I plugged... It's not just no books. no one's going to read them, like... Well... They'll make more than they did before I made the movie. So, like, I true. try, but I'm like, this, everyone needs to know this. They stole nuclear weapons. What's a book? And it has to do with why they killed Kennedy. Because he was inspecting Demona, which is where they physically made the weapons, right? In the Agaf Desert. So, what are we saying? A book? Uh, how yeah, going? what's a book you recommend to find out some of this? I guarantee you, after this podcast, people are going to be like, I want to learn more. I actually, That's not what's happening. I here. actually have a recommended book list on my site. 
if you go to the about section and you go to recommended books there's a lot of books that diverts on there that's that's on new mech that's by grant f smith a lot of stuff on the civil war world war ii i got a whole bunch of recommended books but if you want to fight zog anything that i've listed you want to get one of those so what does your research process look like doing it for 20 years and i have no idea i've only seen you showing us around japan 23 years yeah <laughs> what like what is are, can you break that down for me what, what what are you doing where are you where are you I finding read, this information i used to read five hours a day i used to read a lot of books and like online newspapers and stuff but nowadays like this is all you really need like i sit <laughs> i sit, like after I'm done with family things, I will sit on my phone at night and uh, there's certain podcasts I can listen to, but I can read a lot faster than I can listen to somebody. Well, I did recently figure out how to go to 150 speed. Just hear it. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, finally, I'm kind of bad with tech, but like, because I didn't, I didn't grow up with that. We had like Pac-Man. So, um, antiwar.com's good. There was a guy... Unfortunately, he's passed away now. Justin Romando. I read every article he's ever written. Another guy, Michael Collins Piper. I read everything he's ever done. It was great. There's certain muckrakers who are just fabulous. Assange is one of those people. Unfortunately, you know, his situation with WikiLeaks. But, like, Jim Loeb's another guy. When you find, like, a really great author, you got to hold on to that. Jim Loeb's getting up there in age. Ray McGovern's another guy. He's also up there in age. Um, some people in the middle. I just read Scott Ritter's last book, and it's like, God damn, you think I'm a nerd? <laughs> this guy, he's the chief weapons inspector in Iraq, said, No, they don't have this. There's certain people that are just like really passionate. Scott Horton, you should, everyone should listen to Scott Horton's podcast, Anti War Radio. Um, and then what you do is you find out a particular guest that comes on, like when a show like that, and you're like, Oh, they have a book. Go get that. Like, I have a lot of boxes right now since I'm moving. It's just books, books, books. Because the internet's trash. Almost everything online is watered down to the lowest common denominator, and that's a problem. You got to read books. So, a lot of my research, maybe I'll start online and I'll read the trash and say, so I know what not to do. But authors are where it's at, primary sources. Um, so I have a degree in history, so I'll go and read the microfilm and go through all the newspapers of the time period that I'm looking at, see if I can catch something. What's great about the modern stuff is you can like, I wonder if this, control F, this word, right? Man, I wish I had that 20 years ago. <laughs> it didn't work. I researched the shit out of stuff, and then I'll find a particular person. I used to, I don't know if you know what a woodshed is, but now and then I'll just get someone and go through their whole history and expose everything. Like Barry Weiss, I did a seven and a half hour beatdown of this bitch from the New York Times. This hardcore Zionist, uh, and she was on Joe Rogan, and like everything that came out of her mouth was a lie. Was a lie. Everything except her name. Everything else is crap. And Joe had no clue. You didn't pick up on it at all. He would, you are like the perfect guest for the Joe Rogan. I did a 28 minute synopsis of the seven and a half hour thing of just what a cunt this bitch is. But like, I did one on Hillary, I did one on Bernie, 
I did a whole movie on Trump, a whole movie on Biden. So if you go to the woodshed, it's like you're done. Like I just pick like Richard Pearl or some fucking. He, 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 it's like it's this thing I do where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take this person, and I'm only gonna focus this on this person, and tell you every evil thing they've ever done. And once you've been in the woodshed, like all you gotta do, like oh you like Hillary? Have you seen Hillary to the woodshed? Oh you like Bernie Sanders? You wanna see Bernie Sanders to the woodshed? What's Bernie Sanders woodshed? Oh it's bad, dude. Uh, like I got him bad. I thought he, he was a genuine guy. I was no. I believed in the sign. Oh god, that just no. hurt you. <laughs> he isn't. That's what that, actually that, that, his that fans are. Like the people who like Bernie seem to be like good people, anti-war. Like that's the that's, yeah, that's why because he was that's one what they person, think he, he didn't is. vote for the Iraq War. That's not why that he he voted for the Iraq War and Democrat was in charge. He wanted Clinton to go to war with Iraq and they didn't. He he voted for the 1998 war resolution against Iraq. He voted against Bush's Iraq, and that wasn't because he was against it. He wanted it to be multilateral instead of unilateral. What do you mean? So he wanted more of our allies involved. It was just an anti-Republican thing. It wasn't an anti-war thing oh. because he was okay with Libya. He was okay with Ukraine. Is okay with every war after and before. He was against Vietnam. That's because he didn't want to get drafted. But like he voted to finance the war in Iraq three times, right? But like if you look at, so he's stuff, not a He voted person. for sanctions on Iran. He voted against Yemen. He, yeah, he sucks. But they're like, we'll lose this one vote where he didn't vote for something. They'd say the same thing about him. Yeah, it's yeah, you got fucked. But most people Damn, did. Bro. Most people did. And I'm like, Bernie Sanders is not what you think he is. Didn't they rig it against him for Hillary? They did. They fucked him over for Hillary, but she's worse than him. How did they fuck it? I know she's worse, but how did they fuck it? The superdelegates thing? Right. You got it. And I was like, well, it's like, he voted with Hillary 93% of the time. Right. So that's all you got to know. Oh, you hate Hillary? Well, Bernie's 93% Hillary. So right? what's his woodshed? He wasn't murdering people like Hillary. It's still on uh, Alt Censored. I can put it on Rumble. So that all my older videos are gone. But there's this website called Alt Censored that like anticipates people who are going to get the Showa and they put them all on there. And so Bernie the Witch is there. That video got uh, striked or banned so many times, like almost more than anything. And uh, a guy I work with, he's we do this show called The Four Horsemen. It's uh, Reed Coverdale, myself, um, Eric Jackman, and then like whatever the guest is. Reed like was a Bernie guy briefly, and then he saw Bernie the Woodshed. He's like, "Fuck that!" And I put I put the voting record on the screen. I'm like, "This isn't me. This is him. This is his record." Y'all are getting the wool pulled over your eyes. That converted him. And uh, but that video, I couldn't get it to stay up. When when I put Hillary up, no one gave a shit that I bashed her. The Bernie stuff that must whoever worked at YouTube, they were a Bernie bro because they thought just thought he was the patron saint. But he's all like nearly a communist. He's fucking awful. And they all thought he was like this anti-war redistribution yep. of wealth. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, he is not. Yeah, you got you got fucked. But I mean, probably when he ran, you were a teenager. Yeah, I was. That yeah, was my friend. So was that's okay. 17. I was canvassing for him. <laughs> I was knocking on doors. Hey, you heard about Bernie? When I was a teenager, I think I supported uh, Ralph Nader. Because uh, I agree with Nader's dad. He's, Nader says, uh, we need a third party. And his dad looked up for the, from the, he's reading the newspaper. He looked up and he's like, I'd settle for a second party. <laughs> it's just because like, the two parties, the Republicrats, is barely a difference.
when it comes to monetary policy, they're the same foreign policy, practically the same. Between Republicans and Democrats? Yeah, a little bit different on some taxes and this and that, but they're, they're all pro-war, they're all pro-Fed. Like, all the major things are the same. What's your... Did you do a woodshed video on Trump? Well, I did a whole movie on him. Trump signed his whole chain. So, so like, if you get to be, if you become president, I did a whole movie on the Biden family. It's called the Biden that was Crime great. Syndicate. Did we, you watch that? We reacted. Remember, I, I oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, right. You're like, holy fuck, because it's got Maxwell at the end, yeah. right? And it ties it all together. I did one on Trump. I did one on Biden. Uh, I'm gonna watch all. If I, I did it. Mission, I'm gonna watch all of them. Watch. Yeah, watch. You watch them all on stream except for Empire Mass. And I'm thinking about giving that to you. Like, let's just let it out because, like, the. People need to see this stuff. I know, and I struggle with that. I'm like, I want you all to know the really deep stuff on 9-11, but I'm like, I, it's hard to be, for, for when you're banned on everything, right, and you can't monetize anything, that's like the one thing I sell. I'm like, I will tell you, there's more about Deception, which is like the shorter free version, but I'm like, I gotta sell something. I'm gonna buy it. Because I'm not allowed to have advertising anything. or anything. You're banned from stuff. PayPal. You're banned yeah, from, exactly. You're banned so, from crypto. Yeah, I'm banned How did you crypto. get banned on crypto? Well, I'm banned from the exchanges. So, like, I can buy crypto and keep it on a wallet and do nothing with it. Because you can't. How do you uh, get eventually, banned? you have to go to an exchange and sell it, right? But that's in, that, Coinbase banned me. In my opinion, that, that should just prove everything you're saying. They're worried about what I have to say. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, why would. What's the reason? Because you're not accused of any trafficking. There's no, not, never. I've never there's nothing. Like, you're a married man. You have right. a, uh, You know that. Like, I, I got opportunities, I ignore it. It's and that's incredible because I I kind of understand it with Tate like they could lie about it because you know he had the he had a sketchy business. business but it's not illegal it's not, it's not legal so I I understand yeah. the narrative like okay women but okay you like what is the reason that you well, get, like I'm a better Christian than Christians you're not <laughs> even yeah but yeah <laughs> I am like yeah. I don't do anything bad like and I I don't think that there would be anything so what was the reason to ban you on crypto exchanges I know I don't know I think what it is is they lied about me. I don't know what it's like. Gabe Hoffman and these certain like dedicated Zionists go around. And, Can I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they just, uh, you know, they say he's anti-Semitic or he's a white supremacist, which is ridiculous since I'm not white and I'm race mixing and you know, like I white people and I live in a non-white country and I, like, I mean, and I don't and there's nothing wrong with white people. It's just nothing wrong with any people. But like, that ain't me, and it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every attack that they usually have, except for redheads. Sorry, uh, that's there aren't really people though. They don't have souls. But <laughs> every attack that they usually get for people like you, white supremacists, white nationalists, or like Christian nationalists, um, Nazis, stuff like that. You're in Japan. Yeah. You're a minority in an, an Asian. I'm a country. super minority, and and I don't have religious bigotry. Or you're not a Christian, right? You're not white, right? They they got nothing, and so I I just don't. They get, just like, say it anyway. I look white, ish. Ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. Ca- I don't care about race at all. So, what was the email when you got banned on crypto? They don't do that. You just, you just you, try to log in. Your account's gone. You're out, and you find out the hard way. Same thing when you get banned on YouTube. YouTube used to do the strike system for me. Just one. Strikes. Just one day, it just wasn't there, and I'm like. I want to argue and be like, hey, you're supposed to give me three strikes and a warning, but there's no one to talk to. No. Right? It's just gone. And so I don't get, I'm like, well, who do I even say? Hey, what happened to my, which video? There's no one no to one. say anything. And that's why I love Rumble. I talk to him every day. He's like, hey, man, like, can you get this person? How are you doing? Oh, oh cool. streaming again? Well, I don't have that leverage on the Rumble, CEO, but yeah. they're not, 
like I was banned for nine weeks, but they they did get my appeal and I was brought back. That's good. So yeah, the, if you have and, a problem, so far, I, me. Well, good. <laughs> you know, like, <'cause> that's, <laughs> gotcha. From now on, but like I was uh, I was like, God damn it, even Rumble. But I think what happened is you know the or, their organized hate groups come in and lie about me and they're like, oh fuck this guy. I'm like, hey man, I ain't any of those things. And then I was brought back because they went through my shit and they're like. He's not like that. Channel back. Same thing with Odyssey. Odyssey, I was never banned. I'm on Odyssey. I'm on Rumble. Uh, I still like. I think I'm like 20 or 21k on Bitshoot. The problem is they don't live stream. Why don't you live stream? Because like, Red Ice got banned from crypto too, and like they've had all the same problems I have. And they're nice people, good family, lots of children, but the labels think they're Nazis. They're not. But that's what they do. So there's one thing that you keep you keep saying instead of uh, Holocaust denier, you say Holocaust revisionist. I mean, there are deniers. Should we not even talk about this? Like, am I getting a ban on Rumble for? It is the most taboo topic, but like, okay, revisionist. Every like historians, you have revisions, okay, and anything in the Civil War, the World War, the Vietnam War, whatever you. You're, you go through and tinker with stuff because what happens is over time Hollywood or whatever they'll make a movie let's take a, a non-controversial thing or less controversial like Pocahontas what do you think happened when Disney made the Pocahontas movie? People think that's close to the truth it is not but that what do you think, what do you think that was... right like what do you think the dominant narrative oh, let's say like Braveheart you've seen that Mel Gibson badass badass yeah. cinematic film Scottish Rebellion, you know what it is. Totally not historical, but really good movie. But people and know it is real names. Robert the Bruce is real. William Wallace is real. But that ain't what happened. But guess what people think happened? They think what they saw in Braveheart is the is history. Oh, Braveheart. Like, I said, no, Brave, you've seen Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah it's a great movie. But uh, historically inaccurate. Okay. Except well, the Apocalypto. Yeah, lots of movies like that. So what happens, revisionists constantly are like, this history was what it was, then some f- movie comes out, and you gotta like, like reinforce, no, <laughs> like you almost have to do history versus Hollywood, right? Then you have the Hollywood history, where like the History Channel, which is utter garbage, like everything on the History Channel almost, almost is fake. Any historian that watches the History Channel is like, fuck <laughs> that's wrong and everybody thinks that oh i saw a documentary on the history channel about the war of the roses or whatever and it's completely wrong these people they they go around in these debate spheres and they're they think there's something i'm like yeah why don't you argue with me or ray mcgovern or ritter or someone that's like a real geopolitical analyst instead of like some me <laughs> streamer <laughs> person yeah you know? i mean like you, you're gonna get, you're gonna hit the fucking walls. What's gonna happen? And I can't that was argue nice I did not know he was such a dick, or I could have gone way harder. Yeah, you were nice in that debate. It was just um, I was polite because yeah. I thought he was just like. I learned so much in that debate because it. And I was right. Everything that happened, and like, I saw the after stream. He's looking. Like, I need to do more Middle East speech. Oh, he's right. He's but right. like everything I said, Trump was gonna do. Like yeah. I said that before he got elected, and it went just like I said it would. The president asked me to ask you about the war on drugs. What's the truth about the war on drugs? Afghanistan. Profiteering, because like, yeah, if you look at the major 16, 64 million, excuse me, 64 billion dollar trade annually, 
and heroin and heroin derivatives, opium, morphine base, morphine, all the things you can make out of heroin. It's used to come out of Vietnam, now Afghanistan, and the CIA is running the planes, Air America One. You know about that, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you look at the cartels in Mexico, or, like, pick pick an area, right? All these um, warlords, cartel members, wherever it is, they get different labels. It's not really a war against drugs. It's more like the management of the flow of narcotics. Part of Iran-Contra was financed from illegal narcotic sales from Nicaragua and Colombia. And so the, the reason is because you're like, well, the government could just print money, right? I'm like, okay, well, sort of. Congress can say, uh, we need another billion dollars to finance NATO and the war in Ukraine or whatever, and they'll just get it. But you can't really go and say, hey, uh, we need $2 billion to finance ISIS in Syria because we're not supposed to be on the side of terrorists. So what you need is a black budget. Black markets need black budgets. And so one of the hidden, op one of the hidden methods of finance that pays for black ops, like the insurgency in Syria or Iraq, the uh, Maji Mujahideen, Al-Qaq, M.E.K., Pakistani terrorists, Al-Shabaab in Somalia, Boko Haram in Nigeria. Like, these groups are not organic. They're getting money from intelligence agencies, but it's not on the official budget, like, from Congress. It's coming from the black budget. And the black budget, one of the main gains for that is narcotics trafficking. Billions of dollars off-the-books money for off-the-books operations. That was part of why they had to hit Afghanistan before they invaded Iran. There's a great three-hour lecture I gave on that in Sydney, Australia, where I was banned from the university. I was supposed to go speak at Western Sydney. They thought I was some alt-right loon. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But that's what happened. And so I spoke at the Palestinian Community Center to a smaller audience, but a way more based audience instead, uh, with another woman, uh, Maren Sisley. She's known online as a Syrian girl. And the two of us gave a, a talk, and part of mine was on the uh, the method of off-the-books uh, operations and how they finance them through illegal means. That's been going on since the days of privateers. The opium wars really started with the British invasions of Hong Kong. It's really, we're on like our third opium war. And you mentioned BlackRock earlier. I, I akin them to like a modern East India tea company where a corporation becomes the size of a state. But yeah, the, the war on drugs is not sincere. It, people will know about Freeway Ricky Ross or some minor fucking jabroni like that selling crack cocaine in Los Angeles. And that's like, oh, you got this little teeny slither of the story. I think, oh, I know what it is. And maybe they have Barry Seal in Louisiana who trained David Ferry, who was part of the JFK thing. They were moving uh, narcotics into New Orleans. That was under um, Sam Carolla and then later the Marcello brothers who RFK threw in jail. Carlos Marcello. But like, there's always these syndicates and it's like, and you would, I even as a kid, I'm like, well, if you know their name, like, you know, Al Capone, everybody's heard it. Like, well, if you knew he lived in Chicago, you knew his name, why didn't you just throw him in jail? Yeah. 
And it's like, because these are managers or there isn't a single billionaire cartel member or warlord that isn't tied to a state intelligence. You can go all the way back to the days of pirates with oh, uh, Jennings or uh, pick someone, Edward Thatch, whoever, they always end up tied to one governor or somebody in the government, right? It's You cannot get to that level without state support. And like Escobar, probably the most prominent drug lord ever, right, out of Colombia. And don't base that on Narcos on Netflix. Netflix is Netflix, but like part of it's true. But, you know, he would faint that, oh, look, we're fighting communists. And that was a pretext to get left alone, to look the other way as he did his coke operations. They knew, right? It got wiped out from Chile, from Pinochet. So just moving on into Colombia. And for a while there, they became a, we call it a narco-socialist state, narco-socialism. That's a nickname, but like the level of revenue from just cocaine, alone marijuana and everything, was very substantial. And they were paying off stewardesses and pilots and all that, grease and ponds. But like, if they really wanted to shut that down, they could. Like, look at Japan. Heroin's illegal here. I don't see any heroin. It's illegal in the UK, it's illegal in the US, and yet they have a, an opioid epidemic. Because the whole system's in on it. They bring the drugs in. And you think, well, besides the profits they make for black operation, black off-the-books operations, is there some other benefit to drugging your society? There's a couple mm-hmm. others. One most obvious is if you have uh, the healthcare system the U.S. has, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, um, all the people that get the free health, you know, free healthcare. Well, if you get addicted to drugs, you get a profit line from that. You also have a way to wipe out large segments of youth by getting them addicted to drugs, which means that the upper class will never be threatened by the middle because they they drown them in this. But the by far, like that is a that is their last place reason, their biggest reason is to be able to pay for operations that would be illegal op- otherwise that they cannot go to Congress and ask for. They need plausible deniability. As Oliver North said, we needed a plausibly deniable operation. He's, he said that in a trial about Iran-Contra, a very, very famous in mm-hmm. the 80s. What's your opinion on Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum? I hate the WF, but they're on their way down. Like they're not the they lost all credibility. They're a mid they're a mid card player. They're horrible. Bill Gates is a piece of shit too, but he's on this list. The, the World Economic Forum has lost a lot of its stroke. Like Klaus Schwab, that Nosferatu that goes up there and talks about depopulation. And, is he a thing? No, all you need to ask. Are you serious? Always, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these fuckers, they get in there, but like you notice. Or before you continue, it's just so funny. We were um, visiting a temple, and the rickshaw driver was complaining about Starbucks showing up. And and we saw those two. What? Which one? Did you see the two? Not the goblins on the way. 
The Starbucks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, because Japan has not really been westernized. And then we see the Starbucks, and I'm sitting on the rickshaw with Ryan, and I'm like, who owns Starbucks? Yeah. And he went... And I'm yeah. like, right, every time. <laughs> Schultz, yeah. <laughs> it's like the way he said... You know. <laughs> Starbucks won't even put missing person faces. Like, all these people go to Starbucks. You used to have the back of a milk carton, like if someone got kidnapped yeah, or something. And a lot of places will go, so-and-so missing. Oh, yeah, put that right there. They think it's tacky, so they wouldn't allow it. Even though there's all that traffic in Starbucks. But, but continue. Right? I just had to say that. So, Klaus Schwab. He's, yeah, he sucks. But, like, the the last the big uh, World Economic Forum meeting, they couldn't get any major players. Like, the Russians. Oh, okay. Russians didn't go. Chinese didn't go. Indians didn't go. They couldn't get any real prominent world leaders, and that their woman Arden from New Zealand like resigned. So they got the Canadians and a few European states. But like even the Americans aren't there. None of the, the Japanese aren't there. Like none of the major. Um, the, the Netherlands. The, none of the major GDP countries even attend. Right. So their power is waning. I'd put WEF on like one step above like Bilderberg it's like people over focus on the lower rungs of the ladder and they're not looking at the top and the top is without a doubt APAC and the Zionists like they when they jump we say off what right they run every every APAC meeting you get American presidents kissing kissing the wall giving a speech house speakers there every prominent leader anything goes to APAC they're not going to WEF. They're even less so to Bilderberg or Club Barome or any of that stuff. Those are like, or like CFR kind of is like a retirement for assholes. But Trilateral Commission, a little bit higher, but the top, if you're going to make a pyramid structure out of it, is Zog day every day. I was like, I mean, look at the BIS, look at the Fed, look at all the major banks. Who runs the media? Like, it's not left-handed Eskimo. It's not the French. It's not the Germans. The... That's a little ding and shot. <laughs> it's a... Uh, ding. <laughs> well, just so you know, I, I disavow all of that, and I don't agree right. with anything. Absolutely, I get it. Yeah, what a great, what a great Minecraft story! Yeah, I, I don't agree. You're, uh, That's cool. White supremacist. Ah, come on! <laughs> I'm a yellow supremacist yellow of anything. Supremacy. Gold. Well, um, thanks, Ryan. I think the, we wrap it up here. If you want, um, if you want to get the FC map. There's an updated version on ancreport.com. That's right. I think it's really interesting. Um, for anybody that disagrees or anybody that it's like a starter kit because under these names you probably can't read them but it's that's information of what they did and here's the great thing once you have a name like even on wikipedia you can go look up glenn dubin or whoever and get pretty good it's just pretty good information but people don't even know where to look they don't even know where to start no. they're like epstein i keep seeing the sign up list but once you have this or the notebook list they have, you're like, man, look what this fucker did. It's all there. But you you gotta have like a, a foothold to know what to even ask. Like they don't have the right questions, but they have a map. So I sell a map.
That's that's it from Hollywood. I'm surprised that Hollywood doesn't have more people in here besides Kevin Spacey. Well, no. What I did is I just put a Hollywood because I'm like that just goes to it. Like this was a online. This is a clickable thing where it goes don't and then it goes like Weinstein's on there too. But like there's uh, so much in Hollywood that I'm like well that's a whole other. Weinstein app. was on the island. Harvey Weinstein was a serial rapist. Yeah, but he he was on uh, the Epstein. Where's my busy? There he is. Yeah, yeah. So he was on the island too. He didn't go to the island, but he went to the other properties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had a whole thing going on. They had one in New Mexico, they had one in Paris, one in Florida, one in New York, one in Ohio. Ohio, too? Yeah, that we know of. And in the Caribbean, obviously. Glenn Maxwell bought a helicopter just to ferry people from St. Thomas to Butterfly Island. She was helicoptering girls over. That's how, like, imagine, those are millions of dollars. It's like $5 million to buy a helicopter, right? You bought a green helicopter. Epstein like green, his massage chairs are green, whatever. Like, who needs this detail, but whatever. <laughs> he, he, she got one just so they could, uh, there's no rec, like, it's less record when you in a ferry boat or something. That so she would go to get him to fly into St. Thomas, get him on the helicopter, and then, you know, they had a helipad and everything on Epstein Island, little St. Jeffrey's. And you know what happened to him after that. But a lot of their victims, like the ones who've spoken out, like uh, Virginia Roberts, Maria Farmer, these are Americans and they speak English. They had some bad situation or whatever. But a lot of them were like little girls from Ukraine um, or Estonia or places like this. They'd take their passport. They couldn't or barely could speak English. Had no recourse. They're afraid if they say anything, they're gonna die, and they just took the shut up money. But not all of them. That's why he got nailed. That and he had all this beef with Trump, and suddenly that guy became president. Didn't see that coming. Mm. Black Swan, bam. But that doesn't compromise Trump the fact that his association with the Kushners. Well, it's kind of like rival gangs. Both are bad, but they are against each other, and one beat the other one. I still take it as a W when one of them goes down. But like of the two, I'll take Trump over we over Wexner's clan all day. Wexner? The financer of Epstein. Like Epstein. Epstein's not Wexner's really the, the main dude. Epstein was just a face? Epstein is a cutout, yeah. So who who's who's Leslie Wexner? You're saying that this guy that's this is the Don. This is the boss. This is the underboss. Yeah. This is um, actually this is the boss. That's the younger boss, Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell right. was was above Epstein. Maxwell was worse than him, and according to all his victims, she was the scary one, and she was worse. She's the recruiter. Epstein was probably worse than the white collar crime, but as far as the raping, yeah, she was. She was worse than him. So who, who's who's Leslie Wexner? Leslie Wexner is a Zionist billionaire. If you look at the Wexner Foundation pushing for the Iraq war and every other Zionist cause. He, if you look, if you watch New Mac, and you, when you rewatch it, well, there... I've seen it twice already. Rabbi Herbert Friedman from the Jewish Agency is the founder and co-president of Wexner Foundation. So its origins are the same people for the Sunborn Institute that stole uranium, formed the Wexner Foundation, which Epstein was a trustee of, and it was a way of 
giving salaries to people, bullshit salaries, but the real reason was working for interest. And that's our time up. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Ryan Thanks Nelson. so much. <laughs> Family man. I am. All the way from Asia, the Creativity Kit team is running smoothly. I just did a call today for an hour and talked to everybody, gave a lesson about making money online. I'm traveling with people who make money from e-commerce. That's why I've added new professors for web design, e-commerce, content creation. We have a call every single day teaching you how to make money and the network in there is impressive. These people really want to get to it. So if you want to find like-minded people, click the link in the description and join the Creativity Kit now.